It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Bonjour, bonsoir et bienvenue dans le rendez-vous. And the rendez-vous now is called The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Angie Taylor, bonjour and welcome. Hello, bonjour. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be a part of The Rendezvous with you, Simon, my little French fry. Well, and your humble servant. Oh, I like that even better. <laughs> Angie, it is my honor. It is my pleasure. You know, we call The Rendezvous a circle of friends. Okay. Starts here in the studio with you, me, Gila producer, Adam also, and, and, and our wonderful listeners. Uh, Angie, you're not like me, new to radio, mm-hmm. right? When did you start this crazy business of ours, radio? Uh, well, I was like five years old because I've been doing it for 22 <laughs> years. That's right. No, I actually have been doing radio for 22 years. I started in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, have been kind of all over the place. Radio people are gypsies, as you know. Yes. Uh, I was in Philly for a while. I worked with our great producer, Jill, back in the day. So life is full circle Absolutely. in our new little circle. So 22 years. Tw- Long time. Minneapolis to where? Minneapolis to Philadelphia to Chicago. Uh, Chicago, and I'm with Kiss FM in Chicago and our wonderful company. Our hot radio, so absolutely. It is my honor. The rendezvous now called officially The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Yes. Um, you may have seen or not have seen, if you go to our website, therendezvousshow.com, how beautiful and charming Angie is. <laughs> I know that because I'm looking at her right now. Wow. And beautiful and charming. Very beautiful, very wow. charming. I don't know about charming or beautiful, but thank you. No, <laughs> but for all the guys out there, Angie's married. I am, but that doesn't mean they can't tell me I'm beautiful or charming. Well, yes, but you have, you, you've been married for how long? <laughs> uh, I've been married for six years. Oh, boy, I had to really think about that. Six years. Six years. Which Happily is, married, yes. Yes. I want to talk more about that because I'm single. Okay. Happily single. You we're going to change that. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yes, I'm looking for love always on The Rendezvous. So stay with us. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's a call-in show, so call us, 855-905-8255. You can go to our website, therendezvousshow.com, and you should go to our website because Angie's so charming and good-looking. <laughs> no, really, I mean, listen, all the dudes, all the dudes, my friends, oh, uh, your friends, everybody said. Please. But Angie? People lie. It, it, <laughs> no, no, no. Angie's not on the market. Angie is married and happily married. Yes, I am happily married. I've been married for six years. My wonderful husband, Jason. Crazy. I've known him for like 20 years. And uh, we started dating about seven or eight years ago. And within six months, we're engaged and married and boom. Now, one other thing, you, you, will, you will learn this with Angie. She's one of the most real, tell it like it is, women in the world. Yes, I am very real. So <laughs> can you tell me and tell us... The first time, you guys, isn't it true or not true story? Mm-hmm. That when you first guys had a rendezvous first in Las Vegas. Yes. That was our first date was Las Vegas because I lived in Chicago and he lived in Los Angeles. And we had like a kind of a double date right. to make sure that we actually liked each other. So if it didn't work out, we had friends there as a buffer. <laughs> and exactly what happened that day, Angie? Uh, what do you mean? What ha- What part of the story are you asking? I'll talk about anything. I want to know from the airport uh-huh. to the to, end of that first day. To the end of the first day. Yeah. Um, well, I will say at the airport, we were very nervous. Um, my husband was super nervous because we hadn't seen each other in a long time. Um, he actually hid behind a wall to make sure that he wasn't getting catfished. True story. He did. He and me. I didn't know this until weeks, <laughs> months later, maybe. But he hid behind a wall to make sure he wasn't getting catfished by someone else. Then when he 
saw me, I guess he must have been relieved because he came up and grabbed my hand. And and I said, I thought I was supposed to meet you down in the baggage area. And he's like, I just couldn't wait. It's, it's a true story, Angie. And we were having lunch, you and Jason and I. Yes. And just for the record, I was so surprised that you really had. He said, no, Sam, I didn't know. You know, I wanted to see in reality what she looked like. And then he said it was like love at first sight. It was. Well, think about this day and age, how many people get catfished. That's that, true. that wasn't my thought. The worst part of the story, if you remember, was I said, well, what if I would not have looked the way that you thought? And he, he said, said he would have gone home. It's a shame, Jason. <laughs> that is I was not- like, I would have stayed. I mean, I probably never would have called you again, but I at least would have stayed the weekend, made the best out of it. Yeah, he told me he would have hide and, and left without you seeing it. Mr. Shame. Jason, you know, I, I won't forget you for that. Now, let, you first really kissed there. We kissed there. He, he loves to tell the story that he hit it on the first night. He did say that, though. He it's did true. say that. And it is true. It's true? It's true. But, I've, like I said, I had met him. We kind of were friends. We knew each other for about 15 years at that point. So he loves to brag that he got it on the first night. And I always tell everybody, it took you 15 years to get it. Calm down. <laughs> it wasn't right away. Brag, but there is something about Jason that is extraordinary. And I have rarely seen that. When he talks about his wife, Angie here, he, he cries almost a second later of happiness and pride. I really, isn't it true, Angie, that he really gets emotional? He is an emotional man. That's one of the things I think that attracted me to him. He has a big heart in everything in life. He's a people person, and he he's the greatest guy in the world. I'm so lucky. Was it love at first sight for you? Yes, absolutely. It, it's one of those things where you, you know, everybody says it's a spark, and when you know, you know. And I just knew. And that night, he said he was going to marry me, and I said, I know. And if it would have been anybody else, I would have ran for the hills. What time of the night did he say? Oh, we were hammered. <laughs> okay, but, okay. But, but, he, but he meant it. I, he meant it. And I. And you believed it. And I believed it, and I meant it back, which is crazy. So, so it's interesting because you've been married for six years. Yes. Uh, happily married. I know, you know. Many women in America are not yet either married, happily married. Right. And do you think there's a little stigma for the ones, our friends, that are not married? Um, I, I think there's, there is. It's, it's an unfair stigma, mm-hmm. I think, for sure. And I think it's a little bit gender biased, the stigma. I think for women, there definitely is one, which is unfortunate. And I, I think agree. it causes us a lot of times to make rash decisions with romance and love because we feel like we have to be in it. And then you end up being with the wrong person or in bad relationships. I, I want to know why. Okay, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about whether or not you need to get married at a certain time or if, if, if there's validation in that. So you can call us up, 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It feels so amazing to say that. It is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Angie is in the house in The Rendezvous, captain of the ship. Bonjour, Angie. Thank you. Right before we took a break, mm-hmm. we were talking about the fact that not just some, many women who are not married yet, and for the record, you are married to the wonderful Jason. I am married, yeah. Happily married. Feels, and I've heard this, I'll tell you a quick story. Last June, I was at the pool where I live, Two friends, two girlfriends. One was getting married. It was you know next weekend. The other one was still single. I really felt Angie the way she was talking about it. The single one that she was not you know worth of anything. She felt you know so happy for a friend, but totally like a failure. Mm-hmm. And uh, almost like Bridget Jones at the time. Those movies where you feel you know if you're not married by thirty thirty five, what's yeah, wrong with you? We're an old maid or something. And and I feel there's a stigma. I wanted to ask you since you've lived both. Why do you think women who have 
not yet said yes mm -hmm. feel like this? I think there's a lot of societal pressure. There's this whole romantic notion that you're supposed to be married and have kids at a certain age. And yes. a lot of it is biological, too. I think, you know, we feel the clock is ticking. Right. Um, I didn't get married until I was 36. And I can say there were dates that I went on with men where they look at you like, what's wrong with you? Like, why haven't you been married yet? Which is so you're insinuating that I have a problem of some sort. You guys made you feel like that. Huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. That question has come up. Um, I think they are trying to be like, you're such a great catch. Why? Why not? Like, wh what's really going on? with the crazy so and then there was your mother right I mean was your mother not surprised that such beautiful woman like you were not married yet I think my mother gave up on me honestly I don't <laughs> she, think so she stopped asking after a while I just was very career driven and women have different reasons True. for for whatever reason I also didn't want to make a mistake I didn't want to be with the wrong man I saw horrible examples of marriage in my family and mm. so I wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing good for you so if you're a woman you're not married yet don't be desperate don't at all. sweat it just go on your own timetable and, you know, better yourself so that when that perfect person comes by, you are ready to go. That's a great message, Angie. Great message. Take that time to better yourself. So we'll talk more uh, about that and uh, some of the other stigmas when we come back. So make sure you give us a call. You can talk about anything. 855-905-8255 or therendezvousshow.com. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Yes. Angie, I wanted to ask you a question. Yes. Um, when you were a little girl, you were raised, I would say, in... Um, Hell. <laughs> you said it. It was, it was crazy. And I wanted to know how we're talking about, you know, you took more time than others to get married to Jason yes. and all that. When you were little, you know, how was it in your house and what gave you the drive to be so successful and not go directly to the housewife, get married, have kids? And what was it? Where did you get the drive? Well, I think that a lot of it was I was living in an example of what not to do. Uh, my family's right off the boat, Serbian immigrants. My mother came here pregnant with me at 18 years really? old to this country. And so she was married. My, her and my father divorced when I was three. Uh -huh. uh, then she remarried again to somebody that wasn't that great. So it was a lot of back and forth. It was a lot of drama. There were no real healthy definitions of relationships around me. So okay. I just sort of knew that once I was an adult, yes. that A, I didn't want to be unhappy as I saw my mother and I felt for her. Mm -hmm. I did not want to be in that situation. I knew the way to do that was to work on myself, better myself, have a career so that I at least had my own inner happiness without somebody there. And I also knew that I didn't want to be in a situation where I had children that were going through that same cycle that I went through, that had to see an unhappy marriage and, and all of that. I wanted to be a healthy example. If, if you take you and your girlfriends at the time, do you think you're the exception to the rules or most of you and your friends have taken your route, hold on to get your first a career and then married? Uh, I think you sort of become a product of your environment. I think you surround yourself with like-minded women Right. Um, when you're a woman. I mean, sometimes, yes, there were friends of mine that got married very young um, and there are friends of mine that are still not married. So I think it's kind of just you're a product of your environment a lot of times. I so, agree. I yeah. Agree. Um, thank you for asking me that, though. And right. I, I love sharing those kind of stories. So when we come back, we're going to take a call from Gwen. She has a question about her and her boyfriend. And mm -hmm. we'll see how that goes. And if you want to contribute, 855-905-8255. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Before we uh, cut, we were talking about women getting married and the pressure to get married. And so now, Simon, we have on our phone one of our callers who wants to talk about it. Here's Gwen. Hi, Gwen. Bonjour, Gwen. Hi. 
Simon. Hi, Andy. Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm yes. so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Simon, you, I saw you on FYI. You look great in blue. He does. Uh, thank you. It's my favorite color. It's so sexy. Oh, <laughs> thank, thank you for watching. Yeah. So what's sure. going on with you, Gwen? Well, okay. So I've been listening to you guys talk about this topic, and I just had to call in because my boyfriend and I have been together for like seven years now, and we have no plans to get married. We are fine the way we are. Mm-hmm. We don't think it's important, um, and it's not that neither of us want to marry the other uh, we just, we feel fine without this. And, and I think that, um, there's some people out there who need to hear this side of, of things. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to be a married woman to justify, you know, your validation in life or whatever. Or in your relationship. Yeah. You know, absolutely. When I would add, you don't have to be married. You don't have to be a mom. Uh, you, all you have mm-hmm. to be is be yourself really. That's right. right. Uh, the one thing, Angie, in listening to Gwen, is that, Gwen, who gives you the most pressure? Your peers, your girlfriends, your mom, uh, your family? Really, where do you think it work? Where does the pressure comes from, all those remarks? You know, you, you get them from everywhere, but, you know, you'll always get them from your mom because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. They, you know, of course, but that's okay. So, so what I'm finding is that we don't always get invited to um, things... Like, there's a bunch of married couples doing something. They don't always include us. It's so crazy, crazy, too. Because you're you're a couple. I mean, you, the, only, you, the only difference is that you're not, like, legally married. You don't have a ring. Yeah. And I totally get, uh, you know, what you're saying. I have friends that are on the same boat and are so mm-hmm. happy just being together. And I, I truly am of the belief that no matter what your relationship is, whether you're married or, like you, you've been dating for seven years, as long as you guys found what works for you, that's all that matters, not what anybody else says. No, I agree. It's not one size fits all. And we all have to be married and be parents and to, you know, we are all different and there's room for all of us. But it's true what Gwen said. I'm a single man. I don't get invited to some stuff, my friends that are married, because I'm that guy who's, yeah. is, who's, you know, single. And it's like a, I don't know if the guys are worried or women, but it's, it's you feel out of it. It's, right. It's like a magic club. It's not like we're a gang or something. The married people, you know, <laughs> you're, right. not, you're not right. involved. You can't be in it. But I mean, I would just, especially if, if they've known you as a couple together for seven years, like, why are you still asking? You know why? You know that we're happy. If you're happy, he's happy. You guys are both in agreement that that's what it is. Then who cares? Totally really? agreed, Angie. Totally. It's all about you guys. It's not about the rest of us. It's how you feel together and your relationship. The rest, you know, forget about that's it. How, right. That's how, that's how we feel. So I just wanted everyone to hear that. Well, I'm glad you called in to, to let people know that because I think there's a lot of people in your boat and I know they get the same drama from friends and family members. So you guys keep doing uh, totally. you. Uh, yep. <laughs> I like that. Yep. Keep doing you. <laughs> I like We're going to keep doing us. <laughs> there you go. Well, be happy, have fun, and thank you so much for calling the rendezvous, Gwen. Thank you, Gwen. Sure. Bye, yes. you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Thank you. That was so awesome. And you're right, Simon. 100% right on that. So if you have any questions uh, that you want to pose to Simon and I, make sure you hit us up on therendezvousshow.com. And our phone number is always 855-905-8255. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We have an email here, Simon, okay. uh, from a woman named Faith. Faith, uh, by the way, emailed us at therendezvousshow.com, and you can do that, too, if you have a question. So Faith says, I'm 37, and I've never been married, and I feel like when I tell men that, it seems like they get scared away. Should I not tell them? 
Faith, thanks for your email. No, you should tell them at the right time. I think, I mean, I've been, I'm single too. Right. If I go on a date, on the first date, and I see the woman is rushing to tell me those things, I can see that she's suffering from it, and it's a turn off. So it's all about the right time, but you are yourself. You are beautifully single. Mm. There's no wrong in being single. No. It's, it's not a yes or no or wrong or right answer. You are single now, lucky man in front of you. Yes, lucky man. Right? So I think you should say it at the right time, proudly. Et c'est la vie. And that means that's why you guys have a date. I love you. C'est la vie. C'est... Do you feel like, though, when you're having, even if it's the first date, don't you feel like maybe that would naturally come up in a conversation, whether you've ever been married? Yeah, if it, if it happens, I don't ask that on a first date. But you don't run up and say, oh, my God, I've never been married. I love you, Simon. I, I'm so glad you asked me on a date. You know, there's, there's three, three turns off. If, if you rush to say you're not married yet, you don't have kids, or, you know, you rush all these informations right. in a way that makes the man under pressure to turn off. Yeah, because you're trying to get to know your personality and not yes. so much your entire life story. So maybe keep it surface. Exactly. Surface, keep the ti- The timing is huge. You know, the timing, it's the same thing when you date, when you hang out, when you make out, when you make love. Timing is huge, right? Wrong timing, everything is off. I love it. That's great advice. Okay, well, that's kind of a red flag if somebody says that. So we're going to talk about other red flags as well, and you can always call us up with your comments to 855-905-8255. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking mm-hmm. about red flags, Simon. When you start dating someone, it's that first date, and oh my gosh, something is weird. You what know, is yours? Well, mine usually is my instinct. Your, if you want your intuition, that's the first thing. You walk into the room, let's say it's the first date, you're gonna feel something good or bad after five, after after thirty seconds. It's right away, isn't it? It's right away. It's the two the two being meeting each other. Yeah. And wow, it's either a match or you feel like you're excited to to see the person, meet the person, or you feel anxious. Yes. And and if you're a woman, you have the intuition, this magic tool, use it. If you're anxious for too long, it's not the right dude. Another thing that really is a red flag, you know, if you haven't been now, I'm forty eight, so. If if a woman in the in their 40s haven't been in a long-term relationship exclusive Houston we have a problem. I think that goes both ways. I think that could be for men as well. I think so too. It, it both gender. If you haven't been by the time you're 40, 45, whatever yeah. age into one or two long-term relationships that even if they failed, you tried Something at at is least up. you're capable of committing. Then you know if you if you've had it doesn't matter. We all have failed relationships, but it, if you've never been in one, I don't want to be your test dummy. <laughs> Absolutely. Or if you tell me that you've never been in love yet. Yes, I agree with that. You know that it worries me. I think also uh, there's this is so superficial, maybe sounding, but I think when men, if I see they have a really dirty car. It's a red flag for me. Yeah. I feel like it's a metaphor. Dirty car is a dirty soul okay, and a dirty a clutter, all of that. Can we be all honest? Uh-huh. You know, bad, what do you call this? Fingernails. Yes. For me, if a woman, her fingernails oh. is off, oh. I, I, I just cringe. I, I, that's the same for men, too. Okay, we're going to talk about more red flags. We have an email about it as well. So if you want to comment, you feel free. 855-905-8255. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we were just talking about red flags, things that kind of freak you out when you go on that first date with somebody. Yeah, a couple of things you feel when you got there, you know, the fidgeting. When right. Of fidgeting, stuff like that. You're like, I don't know if I trust this person. So we have somebody on the phone who wants to talk about it. Let's talk to Al. Hi, Al. 
Hi, how are you doing? How's it going? Hello. <laughs> Bonjour. You know what? I just wanted to say off the bat, uh, Angie, that, uh, you know, I've been a longtime listener and I think you're doing a great job. Thank you so, so I much. I want to give you a little boost of confidence there. I'm, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. She's the best. We are happy and, and glad she's here with us. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, L, let's talk about some red flags. What is your big red flag? Okay, the the one that I think is the biggest is when you go on a date with someone and they talk about how crazy their ex was. Because mm-hmm. um, there's always two sides to the story. So they tell you their side. They're like, oh, you know, she did this, she did that. But what did he do? Because there, you know, usually there has to be something in a relationship to make someone act the way they do. And I feel if they're just putting it all on their ex, they're not taking accountability for what they've done. And there's probably something lurking in there that's not very admirable. Uh, it's <laughs> funny you said that, El. I relate because. Uh, when a woman, I go on a date, and a woman says that she's only been dating jerks, that she's tired of all the jerks or this and that, you know, then I know she's attracted to jerks. Right. I know inside of her there's a magnet for jerks. Yeah, you're the common denominator here. It, exactly. <laughs> so then yeah, that like worries me. Yeah, something that you put out that draws them in or something like something in them that you just attach to un- unconsciously. Exactly, and, and you can't you can't blame them all. Like there is definitely something about you that's making that happen. And also, you've liked and loved them at one point. I know when somebody says, you know, you know, have have a life experience, have only men are jerks or pigs and this and that. Well, if that's all you've dated, you've choose also. You've not been right. gonna put a gun on your head and date me or something's gonna happen. So that means you picker is off. Yes, and and then that worries me. So I, I relate to what you say, El. I think it's a big red flag. The ex, whoever you've loved in the past. And how were they and how we talk about them? Yeah, I agree with that, too. And I think it's such an easy cop out. And and I hate to uh, just say it's men that do it a lot because I know women do say the jerk thing all the time. But I feel like that is the easiest thing for a guy to say. She was crazy. She was. Well, what was crazy? Really? Like, really? Was she crazy? Or were you a little too extra? Or were you cheating? Or were you doing something? There's never the other side to it. And I think somebody emotionally unavailable. Right. And I think when somebody actually is honest and says, you know what, I screwed that relationship up. It was totally my fault. I can trust somebody like that because, hey, not everybody comes forth and we all screw up relationships. Lord knows I have. I'll be the first one to say that I've really messed up a couple of them. I think if you're being honest. Yes. You have something to contribute no matter what. But wait a minute. I want to ask something to Angie here. Angie, before you started to date Jason, your current husband, Uh and only husband, Mm -hmm. did you date (laughs) gentlemen or would you say honestly, Simon, I've dated a lot of jerks? What what would you be your your, definition of who you dated before him? I think I dated a lot of good guys. I will say that. I didn't get married until I was 36. So there was definitely a lot of people I dated there. There was a lot of good guys. A lot of times it was me that was kind of not fully into the relationship relationship or uh give them a hot time i'm so picky like you're eating your peas one at a time with your fork i can't date you anymore (laughs) even though he might be the greatest guy in the world i'll find something stupid um and there have been a couple of jerks and i think a lot of times if i had been with a jerk looking back it's because i was lonely or bored or needed somebody to fill the time and i was Mm -hmm. willing to just kind of overlook it and then you get in you're like why did i do this because he's such an idiot or he's so mean like what am i doing but you knew that before i did but I was bored. That's my point. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. After a couple of dates, you know what you're going to be you know, facing. Yeah, and whether or not you keep going in that relationship is your fault. Absolutely. Nobody's forcing you. Yeah. You're a picker. So that's the key thing. Who you dated before and who you loved and 
Yep. How do you express about it? Yeah. I agree point. with you, Elle. I think you're spot on with that red flag. So make sure you don't end up in that relationship with that dude where every girl was crazy. Exactly. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, absolutely I agree. Not. No, that was a one date thing. <laughs> yep. Good for you. I Good ad there. No, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Thank you very much, Thanks, Elle. Yes. Guys. And if you have a question or a, a comment on anything, questions, please put them in the rendezvousshow.com or you can call and talk to us anytime. We're here for you. 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we have another email from one of our fabulous listeners, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what she says. I took an Uber home from a bar last night, and the Uber driver was so hot. We talked <laughs> all the way to my place. I was hoping to ask for my number, but he didn't. Uh, it was the best conversation I had with the guy in a long time. Only way I can contact him is through the review on the Uber app. Should I send him my number through the app and ask him to call me, or does that look desperate? Carrie, it doesn't matter if it looks desperate. What matters if you take a dare to love? All right, because who doesn't dare doesn't live, Carrie. So he doesn't have your number. Why not take a chance? This is 2017. Women and men, everybody can take a chance. Angie, don't you agree that she should take a chance? I do. I actually do agree with that advice. I don't know if I always would have, but at this point, I'm all about finding love where you can find love. Yes, me too. And especially now in this day and age where everybody's on a dating app of some sort anyway, I feel like so many times people, that's how they connect. It's not like the, you know, the good old days where you'd meet somebody and you'd have to ask them face to face. Exactly. This happens all the time now. Exactly. In the old days, I would, you know, ask a friend of a friend of a friend to right. find her number. That right. was that was the, the the time the network was who you know, right? Right, right. And plus now, I mean, what's the worst he can say is no or not respond, then you know. And another thing, don't think because you reach out to him first he thinks you're an easy woman. It, this is this is past. It doesn't happen anymore. It's the way you conduct yourself on the first date, not the first invitation or get to know me or give me your phone number. It's all about the first date face to face. I'm so glad that you said that because I think that might be part of a problem for women. We're not used to being the aggressive ones. And I'm glad that you cleared that up. So, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Reach out. Reach Carrie. out. Take your chance. Call us 855-905-8255. It is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. I'm so happy to be with you, Simon. I'm I'm as as happy and more that you're in the house. You're the captain of the ship, Angie. Thank thank you. you. Thank you for letting me share this with your fabulous listeners. And also, I am super proud and impressed with you. Big rock star, Simon. Tell everybody about this amazing show you have now on the FYI channel. It's a miracle, Angie. It's called In Bed with Simon. Uh, It plays on FYI uh, every Tuesday night. And it's really me. On a king-size bed in, inside a mall at Block 37 here in Chicago on State Street. And the idea was we want to test the real questions, the ideas about relationships with real people. Just like we do on this show together. The same thing, except on camera. Uh, by the way, the first three episodes are on the rendezvousshow.com on our website. So go check it out. I love it. And it's such a great show. And really, to get people that are just walking through a, a very busy area and sit down with a stranger on a big bed and tell them all their stories and their relationship problems and sex problems, that you too. go through everything. And I think it's so cool because you're so fun with everyone. And they, I don't know how you do it, but they really spill everything to we, you. We have a great time. But I got a question for you and, and Jason, actually because your husband uh-huh. um, 
the bed, the bed itself. Yes. Do you find it easy to talk about anything on the bed or do you reserve the bed no. for no talk, no just talk. no talk? No talk. The bed is for sleeping and sexing and that is it. We don't even have a TV in our bedroom because I want the bedroom to be that place. Are you serious? Yes, I don't want to bring any negativity into that room. I don't want any of that bad energy. I don't want to have an argument in our bed. That's where we're supposed to be doing the boom boom and having happy times. Nothing bad. But if it was on my bed, would you and Jason come on to In Bed with Simon and do a little segment with me? Would I get in bed with you and my husband? Hell yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Then, then, do we have to talk? A little bit. It's In Bed with Maybe Simon. This, I don't know if it will work on the FYI channel. Maybe a different one. <laughs> oh, God. I'm um, going to ask him the questions. Oh, you're going to ask him now? Oh, yeah, as soon as we come back. I oh, want to talk great. to Jason. Okay, well, my husband is coming up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call in, contribute 855-905-8255. Also, always on the show.com. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, you really set me up because uh, <laughs> the last segment we were talking about your new show on the FYI channel. In and Bed then, with Simon. Yes, In Bed with Simon. It's such a great show. And then you asked if my husband would ever get in bed with you. And I was like so excited because I finally get my two man at one time fantasy. <laughs> and, and now we have Jason on the line. Jason, bonjour. Bonjour. I hope I'm saying that right. You said it really well. So I got a few questions about this bed thing because your wife here says, I want to make sure it's true. Don't text him, Angie. I won't. Because uh, first of all, she said that in your bedroom, there is no television set because she said she wants to keep it for either lovemaking or sleeping, but no distraction. Is that true? That's absolutely true. That was, that was one of the best decisions we made. No, no, just laying there falling asleep with the television on. Was it her initiative or was it yours? Who suggested that? She suggested it. I try to take credit for it when I tell other people, but it was actually her suggestion. Okay. See, am I not the perfect for, host for the you, rendezvous? You that are. is so romantic. So romantic, right? absolutely. <laughs> but let's be a bit less romantic and more realistic. Now, the bed itself, when you guys um, have an argument, do you ever fight in bed or you never fight in on the bed or in the bedroom. What's the truth of that? Um, I won't say that we fight when we're in bed. It's usually Angie rolling over and then just saying little things to dig at me while I bite my lip and try not to <laughs> try not to explode. It's, and then I, then I might be uncomfortable and go to the couch. Yeah, we won't fight in the bed, but sometimes we'll be fighting so bad that he won't even want to sleep in the bed with me. He'll go. Is that true? Else. Is that true? <laughs> A thousand percent true. I usually blame it on just uh, being uncomfortable or not being mm -hmm. able to sleep and I go to the couch, but it's normally because she's just on my nerves. And and, and is that true to end, to end up an argument? The best way is to make love? Would you agree with that or it's not the way you guys finish the argument? The the best way would be to make... No, that's it, that, it probably would be the best way, but um, I can't say that we actually get to that point when we're arguing. It's usually the next day. No, he's being like nice. She comes to her senses, realizes how wrong she was. She and <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I need to know one last thing before before we let you go. I want to know, is it true that Angie cooks breakfast for you every morning before she goes to work? 
<laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> she never said it. That was just. No, that is definitely not true. <laughs> Let's keep that one that, real. That's <laughs> as real as it is. All right, Jason. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. I love you. You're sleeping love on the couch tonight. Okay, bye. Bye, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you, Simon. See, I told no, you. I appreciate your honesty. Just yes. checking out with my man, Jason, there. Doing what I have to do to keep the romance. Yeah, you know it. We'll be back with more. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We did it. We did it. It was our first show. High five. High, high five. five. Okay, where's my present? It's it's in my bag. <laughs> but I, I got a question because where's was not, my diamond bracelet? No. It's in my bag. I got and I have flowers, but I have I have a key question. You, know, you this is our first day. Yes. Our first date. Yes. Our first rendezvous. Our first rendezvous. And my question is, will you be back with me tomorrow? Because yes. you said if I don't like you, Simon, I don't know if I'm coming back. Oh huh? please, I. So, I loved it. Thank you, thank you, really. Thank you so much, Simon and Jill and and the whole team, everybody, for uh, giving me this opportunity to be on this amazing show. And our listeners, thank you so much for yes. tuning in. I promise you will not hate me. I promise I will do my best by you. And and I promise that you'll be at my best for her every day. Oh, I so love that. This is this is an extraordinary moment for me too, uh, to have you as as a new captain of the ship. You know, my new co-host, and, and, and thanks for a great show, first show. You know, I can't wait for all the shows to come. And as you can hear, you know, she's very real, very direct, very fun, <laughs> and, and, and a huge star also on Kisa FM, so yeah. here in Chicago. So so thank you, Edgy, so much, and we'll be back, you know, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we will be back, and you better keep your promise and let me do the show from sitting on your lap tomorrow, because you said you would today. I don't remember that promise. And I am really upset that you didn't <laughs> let me do that today. I just did the show anyway, you but. <laughs> Maybe then. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe okay, tomorrow. Good. A girl can dream. Thank you so much for checking us out and for giving me this opportunity again. I'm I'm so happy to no, be here. Welcome aboard. Can't Angie. wait to share all our nights together. All our nights yes. from now on with the Frenchman. So make sure you. Oh, and also please tell everybody about your show again. I want you to all go see Simon on the FYI channel every Tuesday night in bed with Simon. Don't miss it. It's a lot of fun in bed with Simon, giving advice to people just on the street, which is really cool. If you want some advice from us, you can write in the Rendezvous shot show the. Rendezvousshow.com. I'll get it. Or you can call us at any time, 855-905-8255. Of course, we're on Facebook, Rendezvous Show on Twitter, everywhere you can find us. So Thank you so much. Thanks. Bonsoir et bonne nuit, Angie. Bonsoir et bonne nuit. Bonne nuit, bonne nuit, good night, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking us out. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.